0: And there came another day
1: Hey
2: son, you having fun just there from across the room. I- You've got to strut your stuff, and I'll show you just what to do now. you got to dance, got to make your advance, you got to show
0: you've got guts. I've got a move that'll make them smooth, and it's called the two-step strut down dance with me. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined as always by the sequel to my prequel, the Ant-Man to my Wasp, Madison Jones. Now, Madison, as soon as I ask you the next obligatory question, you got the ball. You're the host. You're running the show. Madison Jones, are you in good form?
2: Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Would you run and never look back? would you cry if you saw me crying yes and would you save my soul tonight would you tremble i think legally we're in trouble would you laugh oh please tell me this and would you die for the one you loved they're still going huh
0: Nobody stopped him. Nobody stopped him. I want to see how long this goes for. This is the episode
2: tonight. I can be your avenger, baby.
3: Keep going. Nobody told you stop. They're gonna run out of song. I
0: can avenge the way the pain. There's a finite amount of lyrics to this song, and we're gonna see how many of them they can get through.
1: Masson, tell me right now: Is this a musical? Did you write a musical? For this? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, I wish I, I wish I could. Uh, yeah, I wish I
2: wish I could. Um, if I had, you had
0: fifty-two weeks.
2: I did have fifty-two weeks. Yeah, but yeah, and I mean, you know me. I did not use all of those. You know, weeks well. you know the expression uh, <laughs> "Roam
0: the musical was written in fifty-two weeks." That classic <laughs> expression.
2: Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to the. Um, what the fuck is this, Mike? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> what the fuck did I do? I don't even know what I did. That's
0: fair. I also have written pitches for us in a blackout fugue state. Uh, <laughs> see Cats episode one, the McCavity War for more information. Uh, we're here for the Avengers, baby. This is it. Episode 104. We did it, Madison. Another year of episodes in the books. So we got our friends together. Uh, we got, Goofs, we got shapes we got heroics, we got laughs, we've got tears. We don't have a Benedict Cumberbatch appearance at the end, I'm guessing. Uh, spoilers for one division.
2: Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Well, we might as well wrap it up.
0: Though. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh special thanks to the banana boys for our <laughs> No, it's here. It's Avengers time, baby. And uh should we get them out? We've locked them in the cupboard for 52 weeks uh, with one mason jar for potty time uh bring him out bring him out all right well let's start with i had to pause to make sure alphabetical order we have co- <laughs> comrade one and weed dog enthusiast hey, daniel shoot. nah oh daniel god nah. it was so dark in there i know i know we don't pay for the electricity in the closets because why would we okay uh next oh, we yeah. have- Hi. <laughs>
3: no, Listen, uh, I don't have any projects in, in this team up so you know I don't even know why I'm here I'll be back with Fair phase enough. three though don't worry
0: <laughs> Daniel was last here for cats episode three uh subtitle that I don't remember I think it's the last jellicle uh yes that was the last time we saw Daniel for episode 69 nice, nice. legit I forgot I was on that one <laughs> It was enough of a fever dream that you probably blocked it from your mind like most people who listen to it or who saw cats. Uh, yeah. also joining us is uh the once and future guest <laughs> Santa Claus Jackson F1. I realize I should have written down your names in alphabetical order then. Trans- I know. I'm, I'm just watching you like trying to do it in your head.
4: And- <laughs> English major.
0: <laughs> okay, Jackson, you're so smart. Name all the letters. <laughs> Checkmate. Feu, <laughs> oh Gebo, Why did they just grow a full <laughs> beard? Jackson, welcome back to the Equalizers. You were last with us, I believe, for Dora in the race to Chernobyl.
1: That sounds right. That was also one where you were arbitrarily in my dining room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: There were no other reasons I'm here. Also joining us, lastly... The superstar of the first Avengers film, the breakout star, Hollywood darling, ancient old god, and confirmed servant of Satan, Kylie Neal. Kylie, welcome back to The Equalizers. The last time you were with us was the first Avengers film, and no other episodes that anyone thinks they heard your voice on.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I missed you all very much.
0: How many, uh, how much... How helpful have you been to Satan since your last year? I guess <laughs> I don't have that many follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I mean, obviously, there's a pandemic on, so I've been very faithful to Satan. Yeah,
3: I was gonna say, it seems like you're doing a pretty <laughs> good job, pretty bang so, up yeah, job, yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, Madison. For the trailer, cut out the clip of Kylie saying, "Obviously, there's a pandemic on, so I have obviously been very faithful to Satan." <laughs> yeah. Can we just cut that out? Uh, <laughs> Wurm it on her resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll make
2: sure to really, really that that'll be the first tweet out. <laughs> for, uh, that'll be the first like little buzzword on the on the post we'll put in the episode copy Um, in
0: quotes yeah um yeah we're back baby last time for any new listeners who decided to jump on here for some reason um 52 episodes ago, I took 27 of our episodes and I forged them into a shared cinematic universe with a superhero team called the Avengers featuring Liam Neeson's Hannibal Smith from the A-Team, Mrs. Florence Zimmerman from the House of the Clock in the Walls, Kurt Russell's Santa Claus from the Christmas Chronicles, Sky Captain from the Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow, and as it turned out, a werewolf clone of Romy from Romy and Michelle who is now also half-possessed by the ghost of Mario Mario. Uh, Ooh, I also forgot to mention, you follow everybody followed that. Yeah. Everyone, and it, like, also, everyone gets that. I also forgot to mention Luigi Mario who, uh, mm-hmm. has like a Wolverine type flood nozzle that he activates, uh, for combat. Uh, we are here now because Madison has, he written, does. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were the one, you were the one who put that episode on the list of homework. And you, <laughs> this is going to be wild. Uh, Well, there'll be a fun no prize for anybody here or listening who can explain why suddenly Luigi doesn't have that anymore. Anyway, we are here because Madison has written the follow-up blockbuster sequel, The Age of Ultron to my Joss Whedon's Age of Ultron to my Joss Whedon's of the Avengers. I'm hoping this one's better. It's probably going to be based on the title. No, really not. I mean. I had Jumanji games and mine, so really not <laughs> too difficult to get over that bar. But Madison, you have written this pitch for us. Uh we're gonna be reading this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh it's gonna be a table read, correct? We're gonna be doing the voices. You're gonna be reading the descriptions. Yes,
2: yeah. I'll be doing some I'll be doing some of the voices as well. Um right. I'll be
3: uh Oh a director, actor. I see.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Producer, boy. writer, you know, I'm quadruple threat.
0: Um uh also you have a gun. Yeah. Also I have a gun.
3: <laughs> I always have a gun on me. Just a regular Will Smith.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, spoilers, Will Smith does not show up. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, we robot fans. Well, that's credits um. on
0: another episode of The Equalizers. <laughs>
2: All right. Um, did you have any uh, before we begin? Do you, do you have any um, beginning bits? I did not plan. I I, I, did, I did not, not expect you to,
0: to do it, Have anything for this other than <laughs> the movie. Um, I do have some uh, tomatoes. I went to the tomato patch uh, last time we did this. I because we were doing the Avengers. I found Rotten Tomatoes reviews of the movie. The Avengers. Um, I only found one. It was 16 Google pages of all the dialogue from the B movie. Um this time it made sense then for me to find any reviews I could about the age of Ultron since that was the second title. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have a couple of reviews here. One of them is from no name who gave this three stars. Good movie for universe. Regretful for itself. End of (laughs) review.
2: I can agree with that. Yeah, I honestly relate to that. I relate to that. (laughs)
0: Regretful for them. (laughs) Theirself. Bust T gave this a half star. Nico tells me this is the best Marvel movie. Instantly knew it was shit. End of review. <laughs> Damn, you didn't have to do
1: Nico dirty like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, Nico did. Mm. Oh, no, absolutely did. If, if Nico thought this was the best Marvel movie, then you had to do the dirty. That was correct.
0: <laughs> Our last review comes from Graham C. Who gave this three stars. Why, oh, why did they give Ultron lips? An otherwise passable Avengers movie ruined far too much by a robot with lips. End of review.
3: He is not I mean, going to enjoy WandaVision. I'll tell him that much.
2: Oh, gosh. No. Yeah. It's a lot of smooching in that one. Yes. Yeah. So much. Um,
0: a lot of robot lips. Not where you expect them. Yeah.
2: Mm. James, that was the only demand James Spader made is like, Ultron must have lips. <laughs> I have to see these juicy, these juicy flaps on my face. Uh,
0: anyway, those are the tomatoes that I have for uh, this episode. Uh, Otherwise, if you don't have any, no liquids, uh, no math facts, no anything, we can jump right in. Act one,
2: chapter one, a dark beginning. We see smoke rising from a forest scene. We then zoom in to the source of the smoke and see a a crashed Warhawk plane.
1: Hi, I'm so sorry. Should we do you say the title at some point?
2: Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Jack, saving the podcast. Leaving it in. Just, oh, just, anyway, go ahead. Nope, we're leaving that in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-hem. Avengers 2, colon, all together now. By Madison Liquids Jones. Based on a podcast by Mike Nolan. I'm Mike Jones. Act one, chapter one. A dark beginning. We see smoke rising from a forest scene. We then zoom in to see the source of the smoke and see a crashed Warhawk plane on the ground spiked into the mud. Explosions and gunshots can be heard in the distance. A tall tree has fallen onto the back of the plane, bisecting the vehicle. A seemingly deadly crash for any involved. From the cockpit, we see a hand rise up, trying to grip onto anything to pull themselves out of the wreckage. The perspective changes to the POV of the person in the cockpit. From their eyes, we see a colossal ship crash in the field a few hundred yards away. A blurry figure approaches, and then we hear a voice. Joe! Florence Zimmerman runs towards us and puts a hand on her forehead.
5: Jenny! Marcus! He's over here! Joe's alive!
2: Joe blinks in and out of consciousness over the next few moments. We see his snowmobiles drive up, and a a large figure approaches. When it comes into view, we clearly see that it is Marcus Rage, Sky Captain. Can you walk?
5: Can he walk? He just fell, God knows how many feet from the sky.
0: There's no time. That thing isn't stopping anytime soon. We need to get out of here. Leave him if we must.
5: You bastard! I'm not leaving him,
0: Florence. I'm trying to keep us alive, and we can't very well drag someone who is half dead.
2: Another person walks into view. It's Jenny Honey. I in uh, for Jenny Honey from. Uh, This is Matilda's daughter, correct? Matilda's daughter. Yep. In a military uniform with a large, sharp, shard logo uh, with with, which is a world with a lightning bolt on her sleeve.
5: We can't fight right now. We got it.
2: A shriek of some sort is heard in the distance. All three of them look up at something. We see the shadow of a large flying creature rise into the sky from a very far away. And then from below it, we see a large tentacle arm grab a hold of it. Another shriek cries out. Grab him. We need to move. Mrs. Z and Jenny Honey gingerly pull Joe's body from the wreckage and puts an arm over each of his shoulders and starts to walk with Joe towards the snowmobiles. Rage has his gun out, nervously keeping an eye out on multiple angles as they walk along. Joe keeps spinning in and out of consciousness.
5: Rage, where are we going?
0: I don't know. I don't know. We're just trying to make the distance.
5: Wait, do you hear that?
0: It's more of those things. Quick, put him down. Jenny Honey and
2: Mrs. Honey drags Joe's body to the side and prop him against a tree. We continue to watch from Joe's POV as the others brace for a fight. It is somewhat blurry. Suddenly, from uh, the trees, a squad of faceless, tar like monsters spring forth to attack. Rage quickly shoots two down with a f- few well aimed headshots. Uh, Mrs. Z shoots three out of the air with rays of purple magic originating from her jewel tipped umbrella. Jenny is the first to be knocked back by a. S- by a single one and kicks it away from her before it bites its teeth into her neck. The same one recovers and attempts to jump again, but before it can, she holds out her hand and suspends it into the air. She then crushes her hand into a fist and the tar monster crumples into itself.
5: Is that all of them?
2: For now. Pick them up and let's go. Jenny, Honey, and Mrs. Z pick Joe up and put him on the back of Rage's snowmobile and strap him to Rage. We see a few more flashes of Joe going in and out of consciousness. When waking back up, we see Rage's face near Joe's, and to the right, Jenny, Honey, and Mrs. Z are on another snowmobile.
5: Rage, how much farther?
0: Nearly there. About another fifth of a mile until the extraction point.
5: Extraction point? Who?
0: I don't know. Don't ask me. I just know for some reason.
5: Uh, what do you mean?
0: I can't explain it. I just... A
2: bright, shiny light of energy suddenly lands between their vehicles and explodes. Joe and Rage are thrown from their snowmobile. Joe raises his head and sees Rage laying laying a little in the blurry distance. (laughs) Suddenly, as if in an instant, a dark, shimmery figure comes into view above Rage's body. No, 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 no. Rage pulls out his gun and fires a number of shots into this figure. The figure doesn't even register the shots and pulls an arm towards Rage and we hear a scream. Ah! Rage is suddenly gone. We hear Joe murmuring and trying to fight to stand. He struggles to his feet, looks at his gun, and then back at the blurry figure. Well, there you are. The figure starts to walk towards Sky Captain. Sky Captain's hands are shaking. Incoming! Suddenly, out of the sky, Howard the (laughs) Duck comes shooting Uh, out from... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shooting down, <laughs> whacking Mjolnir across the figure's face, launching them yards away. Get out of here. Howard flies towards the figure. Mrs. E suddenly run, runs up with Jenny.
5: Joe, we need to run.
2: They take off running, but it isn't long before they are inter- interrupted. Howard the Duck's body gets thrown in front of them, still alive but bloodied.
1: Howard! Yeah,
2: I'm I'm okay, it, I think. Sky Captain looks back and sees a towering dark figure approach them. The thing is at least 10 feet tall. Its shadow encompasses all of them as they lay and stand in the snow. They all look up in fear as the darkness encompasses them. The screen goes black and we hear nothing. A few moments go by and we hear a loud, unexpected sound. Zip.
5: Joe! Joe! Joe!
2: (laughs) The title screen of the movie in big, bold text appears on the screen. Avengers 2, all together now. We then hear the beginning of OK Goes All Together Now play as it transitions to the next scene.
1: It's all
4: still the same. Everything's untouched but forever changed. Oh, where.
2: Two days earlier. Chapter two. Mrs. Z and the family. Louis.
0: Louis Barnevelt.
2: We now see the quiet and quaint neighborhood of the house of the clock in the walls, a.k.a. the locale of the Barnevelt, the Barnevelt estate. We focus in on Louis Barnevelt, played by Christopher Mintz-Plasse, who is walking down the street and approaches the house, but trying to avoid the, the paparazzo following him.
0: Louis
3: is holding a long box.
0: Louis Louis Barnevelt.
3: Uh, I don't really have time to talk right now, man.
0: Just a few questions. Just a few questions. Ugh, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is Artie Bug with the Michigan Mag. I'm here with Louis Barnabout, also known as Florence Zimmerman's ward and adopted son.
3: Uh, She didn't adopt me. She just helped raise me and we've been close and remained in contact. Got it. Scratch the adopted part.
2: We see a curtain move back on the upper floor of the house. A person who we can't quite see looking down at Louis and the reporter's conversation.
0: All right, Mr. Barnard, about how long has Mrs. Z been a part of the Avengers? Many think that the Avengers have been active and have been saving the world since the early 80s. Can you clarify this fact? I, uh, I don't know much about that. Sorry. Are you saying you don't know how long since Zimmerman has been a part of the Avengers or that you don't know how long the heroic group has been active? Uh, neither, I guess. Uh, Alrighty. Next question. It is confirmed that the disgraced and known terrorist Colonel Hannibal Smith took part in the events of the Great Rift last year and then suddenly disappeared. Do you have any thoughts about where he could be or if he is in government custody?
3: I have never met the man and was not there last year, so couldn't really tell you. I don't know much about any of this. Sorry.
0: Are we done? Just one more question. Was everyone be available for an interview? Is she home now?
3: I haven't gone in yet, so I'm not sure, but I can pretty much guarantee you that she doesn't want to speak to you. Now, if you'll excuse me,
0: Lewis pushes
2: past him and walks up the drive after securing the gate behind him.
0: Okay, well, do me this at least. I mean, in the official statement, Shard reported mentions a Chris. My sources tell me that this Chris was Chris Kringle, a.k.a. Mr. Father Christmas, (laughs) 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 a.k.a. the Santa Claus. Got any comment on that? Lewis makes his
2: way up the porch and opens the door before answering. He moves his hand over the label of a long box he was holding.
3: Mr. Bug, aren't you a little old to believe in Santa Claus? Lewis then goes
2: inside the house and closes the door. The reporter walks away from the house. Inside, Lewis hangs up his jacket <laughs> and looks into the side room where we see the TV is on very loud and an excited Romario and Luigi Mario are watching the screen intently.
1: What's that flying through the
2: sky at an amazing American speed, it's the sky action! Oh, We see a very vibrant commercial on the TV advertising the newest Avengers action figures uh, figure uh, Sky Captain and his P-14 Warhawk. The commercial flashes and the colors of red, white and blue any chance it can get. And the kids demonstrate how the plane and its button uh, and its plane button shoots a bright orange missile. At one point, the kid in the commercial presses a different button on the doll. We hear the sound of tires screeching and then see a toy version of the A-Team van come rolling through a plastic brick wall. (laughs) A button is pressed on the van. Action figure of Hannibal Smith comes out of the top, along with a Gatling gun, which is at the helm. One of the kids grabs the doll and presses the button on its back while moving its toy toothpick to its mouth. I love it when a plan comes together. We stop watching the screen and then move back to the living room.
3: Damn it! my action figure isn't near as cool as this.
2: Well, at least you're... <laughs>
1: well,
3: yes.
2: Well, at least you gets an actual 12-inch figure. Mine was only a six-inch access- accessory to the Mrs. Z set, and they called me Dog
3: Trooper. That was the coolest part of the set, though.
2: Whatever. The Lost Boy wooden figure mini-set accessory to the Sky Captain one was better. Oh, my God. <laughs> Luigi looks back at Lewis.
3: Oh, God. Tell him, Lewis. Tell him that the dog trooper is the best part of the Mrs. Z set. I will not. See? What I will tell you is that to turn that off before mom, uh, I mean, Mrs. Z, (laughs) sees. You
0: know how she hates that crap.
5: I do, in fact. Mrs. Z
2: is standing at the top of the stairs listening in on the conversation.
0: Hey, Madison, uh this script is really fun. I need you to go ahead and join us in the back half and just turn this into the, like, Munster-style sitcom of this house.
2: <laughs> oh, it's getting its own Disney Plus spin-off show, for sure.
3: Thank God. <laughs>
5: <laughs> turn that rubbish off. I should have never let that thing in the house.
3: Which one? <laughs>
5: I mean the TV. You know that. Now, what was that man with the tape player talking to you about, dear? He's been camped out in that van on and off for nearly three days. I think I even heard the topiary scaring him off the perimeter the other day.
3: Oh, that? Nah, that was the result of him getting into Mario's mushroom patch again. (laughs) They are a real bad time if they aren't taken in moderation. (sighs)
5: Anyways, did you get it? Was it at the post office? Lewis
3: brings forward the
2: box and holds it out to Mrs. Z. On top of it, the box reads, From Chris, hope this helps. Mrs. Z points upstairs. Louis, Romario, and Luigi Mario nod in agreement, and they all go upstairs. Romario gives a large smile. They enter Mrs. Z's room. All right, so how will this work again? Mrs. Z brings out the long box and opens it up and pulls out a shimmering umbrella. Mrs. Z inspects the entirety of the item, opening and closing it, and eventually notices the hole uh, with grooves at the top of the umbrella's tip.
5: Ah, I see. Mrs. Z
2: takes out her jewel spellcasting focus and twists it into the grooves. Oh.
0: I, I thought this was an umbrella blowgun, and I was so excited for that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right. Let's give it a shot. Luigi, prepare the surrogate. Luigi
2: Mario walks over to a table with a sheet on it, uh, and on it unveils what can only be described as a metal mannequin. Well, it's not flesh and bones, but it's got to be better than the fleas and accidentally sitting on your tail every time I have to go to the bathroom.
3: Yeah, or hearing you complain that particular grievance every time it happens.
5: <clears throat> Let's get into places. Lewis, I pitch you catch.
3: You got it, Mrs. Z. She of them takes a piece of chalk
2: and draws a runic symbol on each of the walls, floors, and ceiling. Luigi Mario then steps to the side while Romario steps into a drawn pentagram on the floor. Mrs. Z then nods at Louis and points her umbra staff at Romario and begins saying an incantation. The lights in the room flicker and swells of purple energy and smoke start to twist around Mrs. Z. Louis looks nervous. This is clearly new territory.
3: Oh, I just want to step in here real quick and say as an actor taking the creative choice that Luigi Mario has become a heavy smoker and that's why he sounds like this also I can't do an Italian accent that all didn't right. stop you last time <laughs> <laughs> oh is this supposed to be happening? No, I don't think so
2: I don't think so <laughs> no.
3: all right, let me let me take that one again No, no, oh. the spell is made of Italian oh I see <laughs> uh is this supposed to be happening i don't know mrs E.
5: keep calm i've got it just be ready to catch it if it happens mrs
3: z's
2: shimmering umbrella turns inside out and then suddenly all the purple energy and smoke shoots out romario romario screams in agony as it engulfs them they start convulsing on the floor scratching their claws into the wooden floorboards they continue to roar in pain no no way
3: this is too much undo it undo it no you're killing
2: them
5: no, this is the farthest we've gotten. Mrs.
2: Ethan releases a pulse of magic into her inside-out umbra staff. Like an industrial vacuum, the umbrella starts to suck with an amazing amount of force. <laughs> 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 from, the tip, from the tip of her umbrella forms a cyclone, which quickly turns the room from a quiet sanctum into a loud and very blustery cavern. Lewis and Luigi brace themselves on nearby furniture as the papers and the magic crap flies around the room, Mrs. E trembles, trying to hold true with her spell.
5: Almost there.
2: Suddenly, suddenly the spectral form of Mario Mario, Mario emerges from Romario's Romar, from body like a rocket. It shoots up and into the ceiling and bounces off all the chalk chalked runes. It then continues to bounce around the room wildly, trying to find any means to escape. It shrieks in horror.
5: Lewis, Now! Oh, right.
2: Lewis takes out his wand and shoots a few spells around the room, trying to hit Mario's spirit to no avail. The spirit keeps bouncing off the walls wildly, breaking vials and knocking things over. I'm also get a grip, <laughs> man. Save my brother.
3: <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh,
2: Daniel, I'm sorry that I there's been. A, I didn't realize there were multiple moments in the, the beginning of the script where you're talking to
3: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm used to it. Don't
4: worry.
3: I do this a lot. <laughs> Uh, get a grip, man. Save my brother. I'm trying. <laughs> Lewis then
2: lasers his focus and shoots one more spell. This one creates a tether to the bouncing
3: soul.
5: That's it. You've got it. Now drag it to the surrogate body.
3: You got it, mom. Uh, I mean, Mrs. Mom. I, I mean, Mrs. Z. Doubling <laughs> <laughs> with
2: his words, Lewis loses, <laughs> Lewis loses his focus on, and his spell sputters and then loses its grip on the spirit. Mario's spirit then screams in disgusting horror and then dive bombs back into Romario's body. Romario's <laughs> Romario's body shoots up in a reaction. It's me. Romario. <laughs> Their eyes then roll back, <laughs> roll back and then pass out. The room returns to normal.
3: Damn it. I'm I'm sorry.
5: It's okay, Lewis. You just need to get a grasp on your emotions. Your spell is an extension of yourself, your whole self.
3: Uh, so is Romario going to be okay? They look at this
2: sleeping Romario and see it looks like they're dreaming that they're running.
3: They're fine. That was close. The closest we've ever been.
5: It really was. It seems that this umbra staff of Chris's did the trick. A bit chaotic, though. I seemingly had little control after the spell was initiated. It seems like I have to see it through to the end if I start it. Very curious.
3: Very dangerous is more like it. How would Chris get a hold of and make such a thing? Christmas typically doesn't usually vibe with necromancy.
5: You'd be surprised. What? Not worth the explanation, but you can ask Chris yourself when we see him.
3: When we see him? It's like 207 days until Christmas. That's a long time wait.
5: Oh, we won't be waiting that long. We're heading to the North Pole now. Now? Yes. Now, I need to talk to Chris about this staff. He left no instructions and I need to know more about the properties of this particular spell focus if I'm really to master it. Go let him know we're coming. Will you, Lewis?
2: Will do. Lewis walks over to the vanity in the corner of the room and taps his wand to it a few times and speaks an incantation.
0: Make something up, Daniel. <laughs> do it, <laughs> coward. <laughs> wow, that's some, like, fucking... Um... Stanley Kubrick energy. (laughs) Um. Hibbity, bibbity,
3: figgity, fop. Magic mirror. (laughs) Speak like a mop.
2: (laughs) The mirror shimmers. (laughs) The mirror shimmers like a like rippling water for a few moments, then turns to normal. Hmm.
5: No answer. That's strange. Try the flyboy.
2: Lewis taps the wand again to the mirror. Chapter three, the Christmas gunner we see as the camera rush, rush through a series of clouds through the crisp white nimbus burst a P40. I think I keep changing the, the number of the Warhawk, whatever, <laughs> the P40 <laughs> Warhawk fighter jet. Its hole is painted a deep ruby red and an emerald green. It does a show off barrel roll. We hear a yell of excitement from the cockpit. Woo. <laughs> we zoom in no more excited more excited Woo! there we go <laughs> we zoom into the cockpit and see Joe Sullivan aka Sky Captain with a large smile on his face damn Chris this thing is wild suddenly a small side mirror on his panel uh, starts to shimmer and ripple Joe touches the mirror and the visage of Lewis appears on it
3: uh hello
2: Joe oh hi kid good to see ya yeah, um, good to see you too, Mister Sullivan. Joe is just fine, kid. Everything all right? Did you did you enjoy those weird vials and rocks I dropped off at Christmas?
3: Oh yeah, I've made so many potions and scryed with those. Thank you.
2: Anytime, kid. Well, not anytime. Once a year on a particular night, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, did you ask him?
3: Oh, uh, not yet.
5: Seriously, Louis, let me talk to him.
2: This is he takes over as. It as the focus of the mirror.
5: Hello, Joe. It's nice to see you.
2: Hey, Florence. Nice to see you, too. I assume this is not a friendly check-in based on how you just signlined the kid there.
5: That kid is 31 years of age. I think he can take it. Are you in your plane right now?
2: Yes, ma'am. Brand spanking new. A gift from Chris. Went into my hangar this morning and it was just sitting there. Talk about an early Christmas present, though maybe it was just a back payment for me helping him out this past holiday.
5: Strange. You weren't the only one to receive a mysterious gift from Chris this morning. Is that right? Yes, he left this impressively powerful arcane focus at the post office for me.
2: Mrs. Z holds up the shimmering umbrella into the mirror. Never seen anything like that before. Does it, like, not get wet or something?
5: (laughs) It does way more than that. I was hoping to get a hold of him to ask him about it, but no one picked up when we messaged. Have you spoken with him recently?
2: Nope. Nope. Not since since December 26th. He said he'd be in contact once he needed to get things moving for next Christmas. Him and Mrs. Surly have a system in place. Mrs. E stares at the umbrella for a long few moments. We hear faint whispers coming from the staff. Um, Florence, are you still there? Is this thing frozen? She snaps out of it.
5: Uh, Yes, I'm fine. I'm for certain I need to go see Chris now, though. Would you like to join me? Even if it's just to say thanks for the gifts?
2: I mean, I've got nothing else uh, going on. Not a whole lot to do for a 113-year-old World War II pilot.
5: <laughs> you realize, after Hannibal, you are technically the second youngest of our little group, right?
2: Don't remind me. I'm technically older than. Don't remind me that I'm technically older than that old grimace.
5: I'm wondering if Hannibal received a gift too. Mind checking in?
2: Uh, I don't know, Florence. Hannibal sort of likes his privacy. I barely heard a word from him before shards report came out and then when face you know yes he sort of just dropped off the edge of the earth
5: well nearly the edge he's pretty isolated right now
2: wait you know where he is
5: sending the coordinates now
2: did you kill face i did kill face face is dead Hmm. sorry bradley
0: cooper longitude (laughs) of the four of them you picked the one that i care the least about so (laughs)
2: longitude and latitude coordinates appear on the mirror Joe quickly writes them down.
5: I'll see you both at Chris's.
2: The mirror shimmers and returns to its regular uh, reflecting state. Wait, wait, you want me? You want me to bring him to Florence? Florence? Ugh. Always the fetcher. Never the fetched. (laughs) Joe presses a button on his panel and the plane accelerates forward with a great speed, leaving magical shimmering dust behind it. We watch his plane disappear into the distance. Chapter four. Just a normal home. Our viewpoint changes from looking at the sky to looking straight at the ground. Then we zoom in on a black car pulling into a cul-de-sac in Miami, Florida. The car pulls into a driveway of a simple ranch-style home. The exits the car is Brigid, aka the Irish goddess and antagonist of Penelope 2. She's wearing big, chunky sunglasses. She lowers them for a moment, and we see the monocle of future sight has been permanently fixed to her left eye. She eyes her neighbor, who is tending to some shrubbery on his lawn. She walks up to the door, trying not to make eye contact with him. Oh, who are there, neighbor? We now see that the neighbor <laughs> is played by Andy Daly. Oh, my God. Mike knows what this means. <laughs> I know exactly what you've done. Uh, so. Bridget sighs and then puts on a fake smile and turns towards him.
5: I'm going to do my best Irish accent. You're going to love it.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, hi there, neighbor. Good to see you. Nice. i not
2: bad. Yes. She tries to move towards the door very briskly without continuing the conversation. Whoa there! Where's the fire? Got some time for your neighbor?
5: Well, I guess. What can I do you for?
2: Well, me and Nance have been talking, and we would just to have we would just love to have you and John over for a thrilling board game night sometime. Board game. Yeah, partner. And don't you worry, we aren't uh, plebeians playing Monopoly and Uno now. We're slinging Catan and Carcassonne over in these parts.
5: Oh, boy. Well, I'll have to discuss it with John sometime.
2: She tries to move even more towards the door. Hey, speaking of John, haven't seen him in a few days. Everything all right in your neck of the woods?
5: Uh, yes. He's been on a business trip.
2: I see. What does John do
5: again? He's a carpenter, if you'll excuse me. Carpentry, huh? I guess that would
2: explain all the banging we've heard from your basement these past few weeks.
5: Yep, yep. He's always down there working on his projects. Chairs, desks, different types of chairs. Really don't know much about it, to be honest.
2: Interesting. You see, I've been hearing that banging all week. Yeah, you said he's been on a business trip? Rigid looks at Andy nervously.
5: Listen, Andy, I really have to get inside.
0: Sorry to keep you, neighbor. They got a little bit Australian right at the end.
5: (laughs) It gets very Australian, sometimes British, sometimes unidentifiable. (laughs) I mean,
0: just like Katie McGrath.
2: (laughs) Bridget goes inside and quickly closes the door. Andy looks on and we see the whites of his eyes quickly turn black and then return to white. Bridget, now on the other side of the door, takes a deep breath.
5: May have to kill him.
0: May have to kill who?
2: Ah! Metal Mario surprises her.
5: Damn it! You platinum imbecile. You startled me.
0: Why so on edge?
5: The neighbour. He was asking a lot of questions. He's been airing Krampus work downstairs. Speaking of, does it look like we're on schedule?
0: You are the one with the future eye. Can't you just see if we are on schedule?
5: It's not always on, you dimwit. I activate it as you do with the replicate coin. Plus life is a little boring if you know everything.
0: I guess. I wouldn't know.
5: That's for sure.
0: Loving this conversation. Apocalypse Monger really knows how to build a team.
5: I wouldn't call us a team. I'd call us a think tank or a collective of associates with mutual interests.
0: That's a mouthful.
5: I'll give you a mouthful.
0: Good comeback.
2: Children, please. Krampus comes into the foyer. He's wearing a lab coat and safety goggles that are Resting on top of his head, below his horns.
1: He has huge bags under his eyes.
5: Krampus, darling, are we on schedule?
1: We are. All we need is ferryman to live up to his end of the deal.
5: Have we heard from him?
1: He checked him this morning before he was about to go into the facility. It's good he's got those dog tags, because he would be dead in there otherwise. He'll come through, I'm sure of it.
5: The intel on this thing better have been good, Mario. Our old plan rests on it.
0: It is, trust me, my contacts at WinCom Technology so that this thing would be the future. They're even okay. thinking about using these things on their space station. We I'm sorry, Madison, isn't WinCom the company in yes. Xenon Girl of the 21st Century?
3: Okay. <laughs>
0: ah, ah. That wasn't on the homework list for our fellow Avengers, so I wanted to call I that have out. little crumbs of things that are just like not right. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I, don't,
2: I didn't, I didn't want to provide too much. So, no worries. I just want a little soup yeah, I just
0: want our friends who've committed their evening to this to also be able to sup on those breadcrumbs like I am. Some
2: flaky salt of Zetus Lapidus, if you will.
0: Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I, hate, I hate everything about that. <laughs>
1: Oh, that was a sentence. All right. While we wait for a let's go check on him. Mario, I need you to replicate the samples you collected. Already? Shouldn't we wait for the surgery to do that? No, no. We should have done it before. Blood
2: first. Then the brain. They walk down the stairs to the basement of the house into a room that has been renovated into a lab. There's plenty of computers and other science crap around, but... The focus of the room is a huge tank filled with a green liquid. In the tank, a human-like figure is floating. There is condensation on the surface of the glass to the tank that is obscuring the figure inside. Krampus takes their hand and wipes a streak of condensation condensation away. Inside, we see Nappa the Vegeta floating inside.
0: Uh, Damn you. I wanted to play the Vegeta.
2: (laughs) Outside the house, uh, we see another black car pull up in the cul-de-sac out of the car out of the driver's side exits ferryman he looks as if he's just been put through the wringer with sweat and ash on his face we see he is wearing a black jacket that is clearly has bullet holes in it he goes to the trunk and takes out a um oh a poster tube and starts walking towards the door before he can get too far however the trunk lid opens again suddenly confused ferryman walks towards it and clicks it shut again As he starts walking away, it opens up once more. Ferryman approaches the trunk and opens it frustratingly. A look of horror comes across his face as he looks at what is inside. Inside the trunk, we see what can only be described as a dark, slimy bushel of tentacles pulsing every which way. Hello, John. What the? Before Ferryman can say another word, the tentacles lurch towards him and pull him into the trunk. We hear thuds and thuds and gasp until eventually all goes still. We rejoin Bridget, Metal Mario, and Krampus in the basement. Metal Mario grabs two vials from the cooler, one labeled Goku, <laughs> which is red blood, which has red blood in it, and the other reads Piccolo, that has purple blood in it. He pours each into a half-gallon-sized piece of glassware. All right,
0: here goes nothing.
2: Metal Mario takes out the replicate coin and dips his hand in the coin into the vial of blood. In ne- in nearly an instant, the vial fills halfway with red red and purple fluid. Another second goes by, and then it's near the top.
1: All right, that should be enough. Move that toward the cooler while we wait for
2: Ferryman. Did someone say my name? <laughs> they turn and see Ferryman in the doorway to the lab, holding the poster tube.
5: Ah, ferriman, Glad you finally made it.
1: Are you successful? Did you retrieve the prototype documents? Oh, yes. (laughs) I got them right here, buddy. (laughs) So
2: with that said, Ferryman hands the poster tube to Krampus.
4: Uh, thanks, buddy. Are you all right? You seem pretty beat up. Ferryman looks down at the bullet holes. Oh, these ain't
2: nothing. Ferryman looks up and to the right for a moment.
0: Mario! Metal Mario, my colleague, you also seem, hmm, how do I describe it? Jerry. Oh, I do. I mean, yeah, well, you know,
3: I'm just kind of stoked that the plan is coming together.
1: Hmm. Yes, I too am stoked. This is a very good development. Now, let's take a look.
2: Krampus opens up the poster tube and takes out a large piece of paper and rolls it out onto the table in the middle of the room. Uh, uh, at the top of the paper reads, Norton Robotics Positronic Brain Prototype Number C3.
0: So I don't know what I'm looking at. Does this seem like it will work?
5: Yes, yeah, Bill, darling. Is this the right one?
0: I think so.
2: Bridget, We you take a look to see if this seems like it will work? Sure. Bridget takes off her sunglasses and puts them away. She puts her hand up to the monocle that now sits in front of her left eye. We see a pale blue glow and and envelop the bobble.
5: Yes, I see. I see you holding the brain. I'm going to go further.
2: The strain to go deeper into the future seems to have strain on her.
5: I see the tank opening and I see the Vegeta walking out of it and standing in this room with us.
1: <laughs> All right, that's enough for me. I believe it is time then. Mario, split the blood into the two batches. I couldn't wait to hear Kylie say <laughs> the Vegeta in an <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: <laughs> the
0: first time it's ever been
2: done. Uh, I We create history here. Metal Mario does as he's told. Him and Ferryman pour each vial into two compartments on the side of the Vegeta's tank. We see the multicolored blood enter multiple tubes and into the veins of the the body inside. The Vegeta, still asleep, shudders and reels in in the floating liquid.
0: Are we sure about this blood first thing? He seems to be waking up. We don't want him to wake up and attack us before.
1: Who is the one with the brist of skill here? And who has been switching between the schools of bioengineering chemistry and physiology for the last few months uh you that's right
2: keep pouring marion fair ferryman be- continue to pour
3: hey say for old time's sake <laughs> can you remind me what the plan is again
5: seriously no
1: yeah i mean i just want to review Ah, big, dumb, and full of invincibility that has hardened the synapses of your brain, it seems.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. These dog tags
1: should have done a number on the old noodle. You're weird today. Anyways, I have no problems repeating, but please pay attention this time. You've got it, Captain.
2: Krampus gestures at Mario, putting the blood into the tank. And then Jackson reads a huge block of text.
1: Right now, the blood of the two of the most powerful superhumans of the planet is flowing into the veins of the Vegeta. Through my test of their blood gathered by Metal Mario at the mall, I have discovered that this blood has ten times the amount of red blood cells in platelets that none of those typical humanoids have. Individuals with this blood would have the... <laughs> individuals with this blood would have vast amounts more energy and, and vulnerability to injury. The Namekian's blood also has regenerative properties, it seems, which is even more of a perk. One thing is for certain is the individuals that are, that the blood sample were taken from are nothing of this world, or this universe, possibly. The same goes for the Vegeta. With the combination of the blood flowing through the Vegeta's veins, they will be our super weapon that will destroy the Avengers. You know, I'm gonna take a step
2: back and say, it's really, uh... <laughs> It's 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 something else seeing the crazy story that I wrote,
4: (laughs) (laughs) the crazy leaps
2: of logic like that I took read by someone else, and I am quite
0: quite quite certain I have gone insane. I, I regularly when I re listen to the first Avengers I cringe as Kylie goes through my entire made up like names for the bridge of all the games <laughs> in, between two different character voices outlining the entire backstory lore I made up so like I totally understand what you say this is weird it makes sense in your brain as you're writing it and then as soon as somebody is reading it out loud you're like this is stupid <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's only that's, that's the first one of these there's other there's other big big blocks of dialogue <gasps> oh, Metal Mario then stumbles and spill, spills a little of the super blood on themselves.
0: Gross. I got a little on my shoe.
1: Careful, you fool. You see where
2: the blood landed uh, and start to see it bubble and corrode the surface of Metal Mario's silver shoes.
5: It's going into a person's veins.
1: <laughs> Not just any Madison. Person. A super person with super veins. Do you get what I'm super saying? Madison, <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs>
3: I super (laughs) do. How do we sick him on the Avengers? How do we know he will want to help us at all?
5: Really, Fairman, Did the bullet get lodged in your central lobe today?
1: That prototype plans, you fool. The one you just retrieved, this is the string that will let us control the puppets. What's a robotic brain going to do? It's not just a robotic brain. Its core design is to adhere to what Norton Robotics called the three laws of robotics. This is where their design and ours will differ. I will program it to follow only one law. That law being? To destroy the Avengers. They all start
2: laughing maniacally as the scene fades out.
0: You can't just put Super Saiyan in. Oh, like that. it's so much. You, can.
2: <laughs> you
0: can't, though. I saw the opportunity and I took it.
2: <laughs> chapter 5 in Hannibal's defense we see sky captain piloting his ruby red and emerald warhawk in the mountain pass he descends his plane below the clouds where we see the landscape of the beautiful valley come into view a wide lake sits in this valley and a large forest circles it we see the warhawk's reflection on the lake surface as it flies along in the cockpit we see a panel Read a series of numbers that matches the longitude and latitude that match the coordinates that Mrs. Z sent. All right, Hannibal, I'm here. Suddenly we hear a static noise and a voice come over the radio.
3: Warlock,
2: Yeah, right, not buying it. We see two drones come into view on both sides of his plane. Sky, crap, Sky captain grabs his radio. <laughs> Sky <crapped him.
3: laughs> Nice. I hope the villains use that as a zinger at one point. Sure have coulda would There's still time for revisions, Madison. We're not at the end yet. <laughs> um, Excuse me, vague
2: military voice. Are you aware of the likelihood of there being restricted airspace nearly 10 miles away from any airport, military, stronghold, or government building? The drones pull back. That's what I thought. Now, let's see. Suddenly, the jet experiences an impact, and we see the drones are now behind the Warhawk firing their guns at its engines. Ah, so that's how we're playing at Hannibal. Well, let's see how the weapon systems on this baby play. Joe does uh, that cool maneuver where he flips his aircraft into the air and ends up behind the two drones, you know, like from Star Fox and Rogue Squadron. Anybody? <laughs> yes. OK, we, we then- um, actually could <laughs> you, you ex- could you
0: explain it in more detail for me? So. <laughs>
3: uh, OK, you had to hold the C down button.
0: Oh, OK, I got you now. <laughs>
3: We then
2: see him press a button on this control panel.
0: He holds the C button down, C down button on his control
2: panel. <laughs> Presses the C button. No, it's not as good as
3: the U turn. You know what? Better, the button but... that he
2: does press is it just has the letter C on it. <laughs> he then fires a series of tiny sparkling missiles out from the underside of the jet. The sparkles around the missiles are reminiscent of Santa Claus's coal dust magic. Each of the drones are hit and start to transform into little. Bits of dust themselves, which then shoot through the air and into the back of the Warhawk.
5: Enemy armaments transferred to rear.
2: Sky Captain accelerates forward, and we see in the distance a cabin near the lake come into view. Ah, there you are, Colonel. In the front yard of the cabin, we see two panels open up and two anti-air turrets rise from beneath the ground and start to immediately fire at Sky Captain. Ah, shit. Sky Captain dives his plane down and then spins, spins it to avoid the incoming fire. He looks around his control panel and sees a button labeled Gift Lightning <laughs> and <laughs> hesitantly presses it.
5: Gift Lightning armed.
2: Gift lightning. Please select targets. Go Gift Lightning. <laughs> gift Lightning. Go Gift Lightning. A digital ret- reticle appears on the windshield and Sky Captain puts two turrets in its sights.
5: Target locked. Bolt, charging. 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 Bolt, ready. Please fire when one is ready.
2: One is ready. Sky Captain pulls the trigger, which immediately sends out a cloud of crackling energy towards the turrets. It hits them, and we see electricity web around them, then begin to shrink them until they are too small to see. Sky Captain lets out a sigh and flies the rest of the way towards the cabin. The cabin door opens and we see Colonel Hannibal Smith. He has a silver beard growing on his face and huge bags under his eyes. He also looks a little thinner. He squats down to where the to where the turrets were and squints his eyes and picks something up. In his hand is a toy version of the turret, which is still currently active. But instead of bullets, it's shooting tiny rub rubber tip nerf bullets in every direction. Hannibal, what the hell? Hannibal turns around and sees Joe walking towards the cabin from a clearing nearby where he landed the Warhawk. He gets to the yard. Joe, wait. Uh, Hannibal's warning does not come in time, though, as Sky Captain steps into hitting quick a hidden quicksand trap that has been installed in the yard. Really,
0: Colonel? Not so adaptive without your wings at your side, are you, Captain?
2: Will you please just help me out?
0: I'll grab a stick.
2: We smash cut to them entering the cabin. Sky Captain takes a look around, and we see crates of ready-to-eat army rations, mini totes filled with clothes, a foldable cot in the corner, and an assault rifle that sits on the table in the middle of the room. Would you like some coffee? Brandy? Uh, sure. I'll take some coffee. Say, how long have you been here, Colonel? Hannibal goes over to the pot that he already has going and pours two cups. In his own, he splashes a bit of some sort of alcohol from a flask he had on hand
0: what's today uh the sixth uh about five months then moved in after the last shakeup the fbi gave me that was shortly after well you heard about face
2: yeah i did
0: i'm sorry i haven't checked in sooner it's okay i haven't really made myself available how's it being the big man's new elf it was good it was good
2: haven't seen him or the missus since the holiday though Hannibal goes over to his cot and reaches for a box underneath and opens it, uh, taking out a Hannibal Smith action figure. You deliver a lot of these, by chance? Sky Captain hangs his head and lets out a sigh. Yes. We did. We did. Hannibal Smith presses the button on the doll.
3: I love it when a plan
0: comes together. Could have at least given me a cigar.
2: Look, Colonel, I'm sorry. It wasn't even Chris's choice either, though, you know? Ever since Shard's report came out, the whole Avengers brand sort of just became a thing, and, and these toys were a part of that. Neither of us is too wild about it either. God, Florence nearly blew a gasket when she found out about the lunch boxes. How's Florence been? I mean, don't you know that it was
0: her that... Ah, so it was her who told you where I was. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's okay, Captain. I'm glad to
2: see you. Truly. It's good to see you too, Colonel. I'm actually here at the behest of Mrs. Z. She received a package from Chris this morning, a shimmering umbrella. It's apparently pretty powerful and very necrotic. Is that so? Yeah, but that's not all. I got my new ride out there this morning too from Chris. Thing is, we can't get a hold of him to ask him about them or to thank him. We're kind of wondering, did you receive anything by chance? Hannibal takes a sip of his spiked coffee.
0: No, friend. I haven't I haven't received any deliveries. I'm sure you would know how to find me even with my reclusive methods.
2: That's true. Not even you can escape magic.
0: That's unfortunately true. Unfortunately, very true.
2: Hannibal takes another sip of his coffee. Chapter 6. <laughs> The Vegeta awakens.
3: Here we fucking go.
2: We rejoin Krampus, Bridget, Metal Mario, and Ferryman in their in their lab. The Vegeta's body is still floating in the tank, still jerking back and forth as, as his body fills with blood.
0: I just want to say I'm very happy that you continued the Avengers theme of people in tubes of water. Yes.
2: Absolutely. That's the brand. <laughs>
0: Those are our action That's figures Madison's liquids. Our action figures don't come in cardboard boxes. They come in tubes of liquid. Yeah. I mean, gross. ooh, I hate <laughs> That's that. So That's why they don't sell.
2: <laughs> yeah. You can buy Madison's liquids liquid on the merch store. Um,
3: anyway. So he's really going to be the most powerful humanoid on the planet.
1: Theoretically. Either way, he will have more than power enough to kill the humanoids That blasted Klaus, though. He'll be the real challenge. He wields powerful magic. We will need some more help on that end. But that's step two. Step two? Enough questions. I need to focus right now. Bridget, are we still good?
5: No changes. Still, I see the Vegeta in the room with us. This is the near future.
1: Good, good. Now stand back and let me work.
2: Krampus approaches the table with the prototype plans on it and touches the bracelet of skill that currently is affixed to his left horn.
1: I guess. Now I see.
2: Here we go. We see a speed-up scene of the Krampus making notes on the plans as a few hours go by. We see Metal Mario and Ferryman and Bridget assisting uh, them fetching parts and holding pieces together as the Krampus does their delicate work to the build the posit- positronic brain. I'm going to say positronic brain one more time. Positronic brain. (laughs) Positronic brain. Boom, there it is. (laughs) The scene finally slows down and we see the product of their labor after
1: a few hours. They sit down exhausted.
5: Darlene, are you alright?
1: Yes, I am fine, my goddess of the gram. It's just sort of taxing to switch between disciplines so much and so fast. I just need a minute before we begin surgery. Surgery? We are activating him now? Yes, we must. British visions of this feature only go so far. We have confirmation that we, if we activate the, the Vegeta now, we will be successful. I must operate now. Get the Vegeta out of the tank and onto the slab. Metal Mario
2: presses some buttons on the tank and the blue fluid drains. He then opens the glass door and drags his limp body to the surgery slab.
0: Yes, nobody help me. I am fine dragging this body by myself.
5: I don't want to touch him. He's all wet and muscular. Hashtag not my vibe.
0: (laughs) Whatever. I will say for the listener who hasn't come back from Penelope 2, the entire premise revolved around Brigid using Instagram and vanity to, um, like, gain uh, followers and worship. Mm -hmm. So this isn't Madison having a stroke and instituting (laughs) this weird Instagram vibe. It is. This is canon with the lore.
3: Yes. Hey, Mike, that's for the real fans to know. You don't have to explain yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's true. But I mean, hey, Daniel, did you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever.
2: <laughs> with the body on the slab and not getting too graphic, Krampus begins his <laughs> surgery. They shave the Vegeta's head, remove a part of the skull with some tools, switch out the Vegeta's old brain for the positronic one, and then seals and wraps the head with bandages. At the end of the surgery, the Krampus takes a side, removes his scrubs, and throws throws them away. Everyone looks on in astonishment.
5: So, surgery successful?
2: Yes. Uh, it is done. Bridget runs up to Krampus and lands a kiss on their face.
3: So, how long will it take for him to wake up?
1: Theoretically, with the revitalization ability of his Nemechian blood... It could be anywhere between a few days to a few... Suddenly, the Vegeta's
2: body leans straight up and screams in pain (laughs) and then gasps for air. It's me, the Vegeta. (laughs) Uh, Moments. Oh, dear. The Vegeta looks around the room inquisitively and then smiles. They seemingly don't notice the four others standing in the room
4: with them. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I'm back. Oh, yes. Um, excuse me? The Virginia turns towards Metal Mario
2: and fires a horrific, loud blast of energy towards him at point-blank range. Ah! Metal Mario grasps his head, which begins to melt into molten metal. He runs to the lab sink and applies cool water to his face, hardening it back into place. His face is now deformed and sunken. You
0: psycho, what's
2: the big deal? Vegeta picks up Metal Mario and brings him close to his face. Where am I, you shiny runt? Krampus steps forward, making their presence known.
1: You are in Miami, Florida, in the United States. You have been in a coma for the last eight months where you retreated your body after it fell back into the atmosphere. You have us to thank for your return and your increased vigor. Huh. Well, thanks are in order, then. Bridget nervously walks forward.
5: Uh... Not only, thanks. You owe us.
0: Oh, you?
1: I don't even know you. You have to, you asshole. We made sure of that. What my colleague means is that you have been brought back with a condition, a condition you can't help but complete. Think about it. Do you know what it is? The
2: Vegeta stares up and searches his mind for an answer. A look of confusion
4: and uncertainty crosses his face. What are the Avengers? Is this some human thing? They are our enemies. Hi, I'm Ferryman. Great to meet you. Ferryman reaches out his hand for a
2: handshake. The Vegeta just looks down at the hand and does not take
4: it.
5: Not just our enemies. They're the only thing standing in our way to this world's disorder and our dominance.
4: I don't care about this puny world. How about I blow it up? That'll surely kill everyone, including your Avengers. That spiky head kid and that green menace. Not to mention that Blart man. That will kill us too, though. Why should I care? I mean, you definitely have my thanks, but not my mercy. You made a mistake bringing me back. That's your cross to bear. My opportunity to leave this rock and get my revenge. Enjoy Oblivion, Earthlings. You're about 20 minutes away from me blasting my way through the crust of your planet and exploding its core. Now, if you'll excuse me. The Vegeta starts to float
2: and get ready to fly away. Bridget touches her monocle.
5: Krampus, I see it happening. The earth exploding. No one living, including us.
0: Ah, uh, ah, think, think, think. Damn the apocalypse monger. He knew. Ahem.
3: Welp. We can't have that now, can we, folks? With one wave of his
2: hand, Fairyman turns his whole arm into a mass of fleshy black vines and shoots them forward towards the Vegeta. They envelop him, go into his every orifice. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Ah, hmm. what is this? What have you done? (laughs) The Vegeta stops in his tracks and floats back down to the floor of the lab and looks around. Well,
4: that certainly was a close
2: one, wasn't it? Bridget, Krampus, and Metal Mario look back and forth. Ferryman looks at the Vegeta with they know something is up face.
3: Well, I think it I think
2: we
4: need to come clean now, partner.
5: Partner. Wait, Andy.
0: You figured it out, neighbor. Andy? The accountant from next door. I thought he was a human resources manager.
3: Wrong oh, I'm actually an extraterrestrial being with the capability of infecting humanoids. Andy, Andy is, the is the name. Na- no, no, it's, it's both of us. Sorry. <laughs> One, two, three. Andy,
4: Andy is the, the name and world domination, and world domination,
0: domination is our, our game. game. Perfectly done. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> so are you on our side?
1: That was lucky. Bridget, you didn't see this?
5: I never thought to look or consider anything about the neighbor. He just seemed like an average dark to me. So is Ferryman still in there?
1: She
2: looks into Ferryman's blank stare. Oh, yes, he's still here. Would you like to talk with him? Black goop slides out of Ferryman's ears and we see him blink a few times. Real Ferryman begins to speak.
4: Oh, my
3: God, help me, please. The
2: goop slides back into his ears and Andy takes hold again.
4: You see, my prison drives people mad. Even demons, apparently. Neat, right?
5: Yeah, neat. So are you going to help us?
4: Well, of course. Who knew I had such
3: advantageous and like-minded villains next door to me and Nance?
1: And is Nance, do you know.
3: Oh, no. Nance and I are in true love. She, of course, knows that I am a symbiotic infection abomination. She's cool with it.
5: Well, it must be true love, then. Can we have Fireman back, or will you keep him like this forever?
3: Oh, no. Now that I have this beefcake over here, I'll just live in the Vegeta for now. We see, I'm so sorry. Like...
2: I wish I could keep Ferryman uh, Andy forever, but <laughs> we have to say
4: goodbye. <laughs> 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 we see. <laughs> away from here.
2: We, God. we see black leech-like bugs exit a ferryman's body and rejoin into the Vegeta.
4: <laughs> Damn you! Sorry, neighbor. I suspect you and your little family here were up to something. I initially thought you were with the government, and I couldn't have a bunch of narcs living next to me now, could I? Luckily, your dog tax protected you from my infective qualities. Otherwise, Mm. you'd be dead by now. How's that for a coincidence? Yeah, lucky.
2: Vegeta cracks his knuckles and does some standing leg stretches.
4: So, what's the plan, gang? How are we going to kill the Avengers? Uh, yes, well... You see? Krampus, Brigid, Metal Mario, and Ferryman look at each other nervously. Hey, 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 I understand. Uh, You may not trust me, but I swear to you that I'm here to help. And I'm all in, folks. I mean, I got this positronic brain now and all I want to do is kill these people. It's like a scratch that I just got to itch. The foursome
2: does a quick huddle and secretly talks about it. (laughs) (laughs) Most of which is inaudible. They break the huddle shortly after Krampus steps forward.
1: We agree. You are a best shot at the, the Avengers and that you sort of just saved our lives. So welcome aboard. Yes, yes, yes. Cool to the max. Let's
4: do it. Where do we get started? What's next? Step two.
2: The scene goes black. We start to hear the song We Belong by Pat Benatar play last heard at the end of the first Avengers. We cut to the scene in Miami, Florida and follow a van driving dangerously down the road. On the back of the van we see the poorly painted words, Pestarios Toys. We view the side of the van, and it has a mural of, assorted di- of sort of distorted versions of the Avengers. In the driver's seat, we see Pestario Vargas, a.k.a. the pest, listening to We Belong and singing to it badly.
0: I love that you legitimately put the words to the song in here, and you just improvise all of
4: it.
1: <laughs>
0: As he drives, we see him cutting off people
2: and being a general dick like he was in the original film. He pulls into a parking lot of a grocery store, nearly hitting some old ladies and then cursing at them. He parks and exits the van, and we see a bunch of kids run up with money in their hands, waving it wildly. Come and get em, kids. Come and get them. Everyone's favorite superhero tour is right here, right now. He brings out crates with clearly counterfeit off-brand versions of name-brand Avengers toys we've previously seen. <laughs> Uh, he brings out an off-brand Hannibal Smith doll and presses the button.
0: I love it when our plan happens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We see other toys like a Sky Captain doll, but instead it's just a, a, instead of a pilot's uniform, he's clearly wearing a Sea Captain's outfit. Uh, on one of the doors, he has a poster that, uh, uh, that sort of looks like Mrs. Z, but there's lightning bursting from her eyes. Does anyone else have any?
0: Yeah, it's Santa Claus, but Hanukkah
3: themed. Okay.
0: Uh, Luigi's there, but he's wearing purple. Got it. Good. Yeah. Oh, it's Wario and Mar and Waluigi coloring. I mean, yeah, for- essentially.
1: <laughs> uh, it's Romario, but Cat Girl. That's good.
0: Ooh. And Lisa Kudrow. It's Lisa Kudrow as
2: a cat person. Oh my God. That's so good. <laughs> come and get it. Come and get it. He starts taking kids' money and giving out toys. From the sky, we suddenly see Vegeta just drop to the ground, leaving an impact mark on, on the concrete below. In a minivan, we see the rest of the evil Avengers pull into the parking lot. (laughs) Uh, The kids scatter, as does everyone else. Well, 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 what do we have here? Pistarrio attempts to climb into the van, but trips over himself. Bridget comes up next to the Vegeta. Is this the guy? Bridget puts on her, her hand up to her monocle.
5: Yep, that's him.
2: Vegeta runs up and grabs the pest by the throat and lifts him above his head. Hey, hey, man, what do you want? Here, take the money. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know they were fake toys. The game. Where is it? Uh, uh, what game, man? I know that. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I just. I'm just a proprietor of wonderful toys. I don't have any games. Well, let's just see about that, shall we? From Vegeta's fingers emerges a tendril that slithers around Pest's face and, and up into his nose.
4: <sighs> ah! Ah! Ah, there it is. It's under the hood.
2: Ferryman and Metal Mario go to the front of the van and open up the hood, revealing the engine. In the engine block, we see that the board game's Fjord's Fury has been fixed to the cooling system part of the vehicle.
0: It appears he has been using the game of power to run his air conditioner. Grampus looks at the pest with disgust.
4: What? It's Miami. It's hot. The Vegeta, would you? My pleasure, teammate. Vegeta
2: launches the pest into the air. He continues to soar into the sky until we can't see him anymore. Metal Mario holds Fjord's fury in his hands. I can't believe it. A real game of power just here in our hands.
5: Too bad it's practically useless.
2: In the background, we see that a number of police have arrived on the scene. It's not the focus of the shot, but we see that the Vegeta being shot with bullets <laughs> and them just bouncing off of him. He holds up a hand and shoots a series of key blasts at the cops, knocking them down oh, down and away instantly.
1: Wow, nifty. Nearly right, my dear tweets. We may not be able to harness their power without the other three, but we could use the power of this game to find the others. The games want to be together.
0: How do we harness their power?
1: We can't. We'd surely die attempting them, on the other hand.
2: Krampus eyes Vegeta. The Vegeta is in the middle of throwing a police car in the air with their tentacles and then blasting it midair with a key blast like it's a clay pigeon. This body is
4: amazing.
5: Eh, uh, excuse me, Andy.
4: Yes, neighbors?
5: Would you be able to see if you can, you know, read this game's thoughts like you could that toy peddler?
4: The thoughts of a game. I mean, you know me, I'm a mean tabletop gamer. Haven't met a legacy or resource management game that has bested me yet. Have you ever played Eldritch Horror? Now there's a challenging game. One time, me and Nance.
5: Uh, Andy, the game, can you?
4: Oh yeah, sorry. Got me talking about TTD RPGs again. Let's give it a shot. Vegeta takes the
2: game in his hand, which... ...quickly turn into multiple tendrils that wrap around the game. The Vegeta closes their eyes and we see pulses of white energy flow through them.
4: Hmm. That's new. Can you sense the other games? One moment. Oh yes. This is new. This is power. I want this.
2: Another pulse, this, this time brighter and whiter, flows into the Vegeta in a blinding flash.
4: Their eyes are glowing with a bright white energy.
1: What? What just
4: happened? Did you just eat the game? <laughs> ha ha ha, no, nothing like that. You, you were right, neighbor. It did have thoughts, and it sensed that I wanted to, wanted to bring it to its sibling, so it decided to join me. Never had anyone join me voluntarily before. What a trip.
5: So, you sense the other games?
4: Oh, yes. They are quite far away, though. One is very far north. The other one is across the ocean. It is very faint, that one, hiding but I can sense it.
0: Well, we better get going then.
4: No way. No way. Not just yet. I need to test this new power. The game seemed to accelerate the power this body already had. Just watch this. The Vegeta aims straight at the grocery store and shoots out a bright key blast
2: that tears through the building and multiple buildings after it for seemingly a whole mile. The evil Avengers look at at each other with concern. Time to have some fun. Chapter 7, An Empty Workshop. We see a blustery arctic scene. In the sky, we see the northern lights. It's quiet, except for the wind. Suddenly, a ring of shimmery magic gets drawn into the middle of the tundra. When the circle completes, we see a portal open. On the other side, we see the attic of the Barneveld house with four figures in down and fur coats and sea goggles walk through. Romario is not wearing a coat because, you know, fur. The portal closes behind them.
5: This way now. It's not too far.
2: Mrs. Z points her new shimmering umbrella at it and says some innocuous incantation. Want to give it a shot? <laughs> okay. Yeah, do you want to follow Daniel's? Uh-
5: <laughs> Hibbity bibbidi bobbidi boo. <laughs>
2: Very good. It's, theme- it's thematic. Yeah.
3: Can't beat the classics. Yeah.
2: The sheet of ice then parts and we see a staircase going down underneath it. They walk
3: down the way.
5: All right, now everyone, this is a busy, busy place. Let's try not to disturb too much.
3: Wow. We are going to Santa's workshop. You'd think I'd be more excited, but I'm sort of just. Afraid? Nervous? Existential? Yep. They walk
2: down an empty hallway, then through an empty production room, then an empty dining hall for the elves.
5: This is different.
3: Yeah, I think the land of loving and joy would be a little more joyful, you know? Where are the elves? Where are the toys? The reindeer? Maybe they're on a break? Uh Oh.
1: (laughs) Okay, Ross.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I'm surprised it took this long. (laughs) Yeah. Miss the eyes of
2: bulletin board, and she points to a note on it. The note reads, gather at the Holiday Inn, Chris.
5: Ah, seems like we have a lead. Let's go.
2: They make their way outside of the workshop and down a wintry path outside to the Holiday Inn that sits just outside Santa's village. They approach the door and try to open it, but can't seem to.
5: What on earth is going on around here?
2: Louis and Remario try to look through the frosted windows. There are clearly lights and figures on the other side of the door. Oh, there's movement inside. Mrs. Z starts knocking. Hello?
5: Hello? My name is Florence Zimmerman. I'm a friend of Chris, Chris Kringle, Santa.
3: I think they know who you're referring to.
5: All right, Smarty Plumber, stand back.
2: Mrs. Z holds her Amber staff forward and speaks an incantation. From the tip of the staff, a burst of forceful energy blasts uh, out and into the door, opening it, opening it with a huge bang. Mrs. Z is knocked off of her feet.
5: Good gracious.
3: I think you could have done a simpler spell, Mrs. Z.
5: I tried to. I tried.
2: Mrs. Z looks down at the unbrestaff with concern. Romario walks into the to the door and we hear a number of sh- screams. Ah! <laughs> uh! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Suddenly Romario is blasted through the door <laughs> after we hear what sounds like a shotgun blast goes off. Romario slides across the ice where Mrs. Z is recovering. Oh. In the broken doorway to the Holiday Inn, we see Mrs. Claus uh, Claus holding a beanbag gun aimed at, at the group. Anya. Mrs. Claus realizes who her adversaries are and then slacks her aim and takes the stub of, some, of a cigar out of her mouth.
1: Well, uh, there's someone spacked my nog and I'm seeing things. That's Florence Zimmerman rolling in the snow with a werewolf. Mrs. Z... Brilliant. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Z gets up and walks up to Mrs. Claus, and they do the predator handshake.
3: <laughs> oh, we're getting that Oscar,
5: Anya. So marvelous to see you.
3: You as well, my dear. Your friend, all right?
2: They both look back as Romario is holding their chest where the beanbag hit them, while Luigi and Louis assist them to their feet. I'm okay.
5: They've been through much worse. You should have seen them after they tried to mark their territory on our lion topiary.
3: You know, I think I'm beginning to understand the dog shipper thing. Shut up.
2: They all go inside. Smash cut to a little later after they've been served drinks and Mrs. Z has filled Anya in on why they're there. Mrs. Z holds up a cup of tea while Luigi and Romario clearly are drinking huge tankers of eggnog while conversing with Dracula and Flag Day Bear in the background. Louis stands awkwardly in the corner watching a game of intense pool being played by a number of elves. Flag Day Bear leans close to Romario and whispers. So, come here often? Uh,
4: no. Why would you ask that? You know we've never seen these people before. Dracula, beat it. Romario turns away and tries to flag
2: down Tony Shalhoub Tooth Fairy behind the bar as a way to get out of the awkward situation. We
1: return to Mrs. Z and Anya Claus. Umbrella? Chris never mentioned a shimmering umbrella.
5: Well, could we see him? I'd really like to.
1: You ain't seeing Chris. Sorry.
5: Anya, why? Will he not see me? I know you're all busy with Christmas coming up in about 200 days, but I promise I'll only take a few
1: moments of. You ain't seeing Chris because he's not here. Something's been happening, Florence. Something big and mysterious.
5: Okay, enough, Anya. Whatever is going on? Why the mystery?
1: I also thought you all would know and could set some light on it yourself. Chris wouldn't tell me. I assumed it was Avenger business.
5: Now I'm starting to grow concerned.
1: Well, not to you to catch up. I've been concerned since uh, two weeks ago since Chris closed up shop and went to that country with the new queen from Chicago.
5: You mean <laughs> Montanero? Wonder what he needs there. Did he leave a I mean, note? I
1: knew I had to be. It had to be only one you saw and one in our bed chamber. <laughs>
2: Oh, my. Luigi Mario walks up and collapses into a chair, followed by Romario.
3: Yo, bro, you get that bear's number? Er, uh, No, I'm not interested. Why not? They got fur? You got fur? I'm sure you both have fur related topics to chat about. Oh, dear.
2: <laughs> I said no, because I'm two people in a single body. Not sure anybody is ready for that
3: baggage. What are you talking about? You're a total. Mi- You're a total miracle of magic. There's nobody like you out there. Exactly.
2: Who, who can relate to this? Or Mario gestures to himself. I feel
3: a song coming on.
5: Uh We were sort of having an important conversation here.
3: More important than my sibling getting laid sometime in the next millennia. Lewis walks up. What are you all talking about?
1: Apparently the possibility of this one shacking up with that seven foot drink of holiday, a holiday ambiguous is over there. I mean, I don't even know uh, when flag day is, do y'all. Sometime in May, I think.
2: Mrs.
3: C clearly looks annoyed. No, I think it's in July.
2: I have no idea. Another reason I just can't date the guy.
3: <laughs> Enough.
2: So I'm going to pause. <laughs> It was this point in writing the script is realize I just want to write scenes with characters from our universe talking to each other for infinity, <laughs> like like it is fucking like wild.
3: Listen, I am I am here for the Romario learns to date rom com movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Romario and Flag Day Bears infinite playlist is like top of my rom com.
3: Christ.
0: Uh, also, I'm still haven't forgiven you for the fact that we're not still doing a monster sitcom at the Barnabout House. <laughs> like I've never forgiven you that we left there.
1: Uh, five hundred flag days of summer. Oh, my
2: God. Ooh, there yes. it is.
3: There it is.
2: <laughs> we are doing it.
0: Eternal sunshine <laughs> of the spotless flag day.
2: That's going to be some Patreon content right there. When we start a Patreon. <laughs> Mrs. Z taps her umbrella on the table and a small but disruptive shockwave flows through the bar. Everyone in the bar looks at Mrs. Z.
0: Uh, I think it's time to go feed the meter. Meter? You flew here. We're in the
4: middle of the Arctic. Good. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> Mrs. E stands.
5: Everybody, I'm sorry, but that little magical murmur just proves that this thing is dangerous and chaotic. I need to know where Chris got it or how he made it.
1: Why don't you go and ask him? I myself have a question for him. I'll come with you. The note he left for me was short and didn't say he would leave you back.
5: Well, what did it say?
2: Two words. Anya holds the note out to Mrs. Z and it reads, Protect Zathura. A commotion erupts near the bar. Dracula, Flag Day Bear, Tony Shalhoub, Tooth Fairy, and a bunch of elves are glued to the TV that is affixed above. On the screen, we see a a news story. The, The city of Miami, Florida, has been decimated off the map. A news
0: helicopter is aiming
2: its camera towards some of the destruction.
0: We're here above downtown Miami, where seemingly a series of explosions have taken place. Hundreds, if not thousands, are assumed dead or missing. No word on shard or military being deployed yet.
2: We see a figure come into view amidst the smoke and fire. It is the Vegeta, and they have just
0: leveled another building. A figure has come into view. It appears they're the cause of this devastation. Who could they be? Will the Avengers be deployed? After they mention the Avengers,
2: we see a long tentacle shoot forth from the Vegeta and take out the news chopper. The TV screen turns to static. Mrs. Z looks at Anya with a look of worry. Do you have it? It's right here. Anya pats the satchel on her side.
5: We need to go find Chris.
2: I'll get the sleigh. Anya leaves, says some elvish to the elves, and a few of them follow with her. Mrs. Z pulls out a pocket mirror and starts channeling her messaging incantation. Louis walks up.
3: Mrs. Z, this looks bad. Are you? You know.
5: I think we should, just as a precaution. Rage may be on the case already.
2: Act 2, Chapter 9. Some Assembly Required. We see
0: Sky Captain Hannibal chatting. I just don't get it. Why are people so enamored with this Avengers thing? All it has caused is more attention, more twisting of the narrative, more...
2: More money. I mean, one of Shard's marketing reps called me the other day and said that the Avengers are an ever-evolving brand that we should take part in. They, uh, want us to sign contracts? Contracts? For what? More toys, TV shows, more money... And security for all of us. Can't say it doesn't interest me.
0: (laughs) The American dream to get recognized enough to have your whole legacy merchandised and filtered through marketing groups until it resembles only a distorted reflection of oneself. So did you take the offer?
2: I told them I would think about it. I just would rather write the story. You know, I'd rather be a part of the creation than have them pilfer this bullshit ignorantly. They are going to make stories about us either way. You know, Joe holds up the Hannibal Smith doll.
0: Well, you are a master of your own destiny, kid. As for me, I'll keep my reflection just as it, it is. Thank you.
2: Hannibal looks into a cracked, dusty mirror on the wall. <laughs> the <pin. laughs> And lays a heavy hand on the, on the dresser.
3: Who is that girl I
2: The pieces that are most that are the most intact start to shimmer and we see Mrs. Z appear in the reflection.
5: Hannibal, Joe, can you hear or see me?
0: We are here and we can hear you, Florence.
5: Gosh, darn it, Hannibal. You just had to break your mirror after our last chat, didn't you?
2: We see her switching between putting her face in the different fragments of the glass. That's cool. Mrs. Z, is everything all right? You seem panicked.
5: We've discovered things are a little more complicated than initially thought, Joe. Chris has left the North Pole and has been missing in Montenero for weeks with little correspondence with Anya. And did you see what's happening in Florida? There's some entity there destroying the place. I just have this feeling that that this has something to do with the games.
0: Sky so Captain and Hannibal share a look. We are on our way, Florence. We'll see you in Montenero. <laughs>
2: Mrs. Z disappears from the mirror. Hannibal grabs his bag, takes one last whisk of the coffee whiskey, and heads towards the door. Let's go. Now it's only a one-seater, so we'll have to get a little snug. We smash cut to Mrs. Claus's sleigh being pulled through the sky by seven reindeer.
1: Now, China, now, Sigourney, now, Lance, on Dimitri, on Dule, on Bobble, on Seafrid.
2: We see Luigi, Romario, Louis, and Mrs. Z in the sleigh with her. Mrs. Z sits shotgun. Phew. Dimitri and Siegfried don't rhyme. They fly through the sky and we see them approaching the beautiful country of Montenero's border. Montenero Palace is a large blip in the distance.
1: Are we going straight to the palace? That's the plan. Queen Margaret and King will just have to deal.
3: Wow. You really don't worry about this low-key Christmas spirit thing, do
0: you?
1: If it were anyone else, I, w- I would. But this country oozes it Christmas energy. People are so humble, charming, and just immaculately <laughs> beautiful here. It's been-
0: <laughs> You went from like the heart smoking uh, lead singer of like the Moulin Rouge to a Southern belle like that. It's, I love it.
1: <laughs> That's my entire high school experience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> what? So people are just really hot and horny for Christmas here?
1: Pretty much. Wait till you meet King Kevin. Total smoke show. Are we nearly there? Almost.
2: Suddenly, a blast of energy hits one of the reindeer, cutting the reins uh, on half of them. The sleigh starts to fall.
1: What the green was that? Everybody, hold on.
2: The sleigh continues to tumble as Anya tries to coerce the frantic remaining reindeer to pull the sleigh. The weight is just too much. Another energy blast hits the side of the sleigh, making it spin wildly as it falls. We hear Vegeta's laugh.
3: Ah, what's going on? We're getting red shelled from all
2: sides. Mrs. E grabs Lewis's hand.
5: Lewis, the floating incantation.
2: He nods and they begin chanting. A few moments, the sleigh slows its tumbling and sets normal and Anya is able to steady the fall. We're for a rough landing. prepare for impact. I don't think so, neighbors. The Vegeta suddenly appears behind the sleigh and grabs the back of it, preventing it from going anywhere. They then shoot the reins on the remaining reindeer, and they scatter. The Vegeta looks at Mrs. Z, Romario, and Luigi, and smiles.
0: Well, 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 well.
2: Three for the price of one. Now that's a bargain. We see Vegeta's eyes pulsate with energy,
4: matching that of Fjord's fury. Ah, yes. The game. I'll be taking that as well. Give it to me willingly, and I promise I'll make your deaths quicker and more pleasing. I'll knock you out and suck your brains out through your ears. How's that for a deal? Mrs. E points her staff at the Vegeta.
5: No deal.
2: A fiery tornado shoots out at the Vegeta, consuming it. The Vegeta reels in pain while we see their skin bubble. Ow, 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 ow. That, that wasn't very nice. They shake it off their arms, and it turns into a series of veins that shoot out towards the sleigh. We see the veins slither into Romario and Lewis's ears. Their eyes go wide.
3: Romario, are you okay? Talk to me. Romario turns
2: feral and begins to slash at Luigi and slices one of their claws across his chest. The claws rip through their denim overalls and leave a three, three-pronged scar that begins to bleed. Luigi up-punches Romario, coins appear from seemingly nowhere, and they begin to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> this is he turns to Louis. Louis?
5: Louis?
4: Are you... Before
2: she fi- finishes that sentence, Lewis aims his wand at Anya and unleashes a powerful pulse that throws her out of the sleigh, falling to her certain death. Ah, uh, there the game goes.
4: I'll just go grab it real fast. Oh, they no. are. oh they're,
2: they're here. They're here. Destroy
1: them
2: now. They're here. Destroy
3: them No, they're here. Destroy them
4: now. What was
2: that? What was that? Mrs. E looks at them with confusion. Destroy them. Destroy, 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 them. destroy, destroy the, the Avengers.
1: Destroy them. Destroy the Avengers. Destroy the Avengers. Destroy the Avengers. Destroy them.
4: Actually, I'll be, I'll be sure to get it off her once I'm done. Hope she's not into too many pieces. I just hate puzzles, don't you? Louis aims his wand at Mrs. Z
2: and begins to say an incantation as Romario and Luigi are pinned beneath their giant hand in the back seat. Hmm, this is almost too easy. Right after they speak, we see a blast of cold dust magic shoot into the tethers that hold Romario and Louis. The dust turns the bind into jump ropes. We see Sky Captain's Warhawk fly in. We enter the cockpit and see Joe piloting the jet while sitting on Hannibal's lap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell Chris to add a sidecar something next time, will you? I'll
2: make a note of that. The now untethered Lewis and Romario recover. What? What, what? what was that?
5: Focus. We aren't done here.
2: Mrs. Z opens her pocket mirror and channels, uh, and channels into it. In Sky Captain's plane, we see her appear in the tiny side mirror.
5: Joe, Anya got knocked out of the sleigh and is descending fast.
2: Got it. Sky Captain dives and goes in for the rescue.
3: Mom, I didn't want.
5: I didn't mean to. I know, Louis. I know. We aren't done here, though.
2: She aims her staff at the Vegeta, who has recovered from Sky Captain's attack. She unleashes a powerful frost spell and freezes them in place, and they begin to fall out of the sky. We catch up to Sky Captain, who scoops Anya out of the flying sky with ease. She affixes herself on the back of the plane, holding on for dear life. Sky Captain pulls up and ascends again. In the air, they pass the fa- the falling frozen Vegeta, who flexes out of their icy cocoon and flies to catch up with the plane. They fire a key blast into its tail. The sudden impact throws the plane off course, and they start spinning wildly, ready for impact. Mrs. Z looks on and nods.
5: Gentlemen and Romario, if you'll excuse me.
2: Mrs. Z jumps from the sleigh with no remorse <laughs> and starts skydiving towards the scene.
5: Florence!
2: In the air, we see Mrs. Z aim her Umbra staff backward and cast a spell that jettisons her like a rocket towards the battle. As she closes, as she closes in, she aims towards the Vegeta and shoots a ray of purple crackling lightning at, at them, which knocks them into the ground below and creates a huge crater. She rockets off towards Sky Captain's plane and grabs the back of it and opens the Umbra staff. As if she is Mary Poppins, the Umbra staff acts as a parachute and they slowly descend to the field. Magic is cool, y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Zimmerman. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Madison. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> Chapter 9 The Goku Art. Once on the ground, Mrs. Z and Sky Captain help Anya off the back of the plane that she has been holding on to for dear life.
0: Jesus, what the fuzzy wig was that? It's hard to say. I've never seen anything like that before.
2: I've seen that Hannibal is there in the flesh. Mrs. Z can't help but go embrace him.
0: It's been a while, Florence. Your letters. Thank you. I'm sorry our last conversation was so heated.
5: Just shut up, you old geezer.
0: She continues to hug him.
5: Anya, is the game safe?
2: right here still she pats her satchel we better get moving no telling how long that thing will before you can finish that sentence we see three figures drop from the sky two more gracefully than others (laughs) (laughs) the avengers turn and we see dragon ball evolutions goku and piccolo land in piccolo's arms is paul blart mall cop it's like a baby like he's holding a baby style or like of of course Okay. Um, <laughs> he drops them on the ground. Sky Captain and Mrs. Z form a ba- for, uh, take a battle pose.
3: You should all leave. You stand
2: no chance against that thing. Now, who the hell are these cartoons?
0: They seem friendly.
2: Piccolo does a judgmental scan of them.
1: Huh. Superheroes, how about you leave the fighting to those who have a chance? Well,
2: not
0: too
1: friendly.
2: <laughs> Paul Blart runs up to them and just fanboys freaks out jeez oh, all right oh.
3: God <laughs> <laughs> be with you oh my God it's the Avengers in the flesh I'm Paul Baller founding member and acting chair of the Avengers Reserves I'm sure you've heard of me I'm sorry oh it's no problem I'm the one who emails direct to rage all the demonic occurrences that happen in and around the half mile radius of the West Orange Pavilion <laughs> Mall you should see the 11 pager I wrote about this guy.
2: He points his thumb over his shoulder, pointing at the at Piccolo. Piccolo sighs.
1: Do we really need him? He's not so bad, right?
2: We see Ball gesturing wildly and aggressively as he tells the Avengers a story we cannot audibly hear.
1: Let's just focus. That thing is getting up. He seems different, right? I sense there is something about his energy. It's not so focused and understandable. It's wild and chaotic. I don't like this, Goku.
3: I mean, how different could he be from six months ago?
1: You fool. I cannot believe you are even remotely considered my equal. You know nothing of true battle.
3: <laughs> I seem to remember you being beaten by me.
1: Yes, and you were merciful. That was your mistake. Another mistake we made with the Vegeta, and he won't do so again.
2: They walk up to the group. Paul Blart is busy showing Sky Captain a doodled sketch of what he thinks his <laughs> Avenger action figure should look like and do. God. The group is stunned with awkward... Is it, the, the group is stunned with awkwardness and nobody knows exactly what to say.
3: Hey, fella, we need to get ready. Why don't you go
2: stretch or something? You got it, boss. Uh, Paul leans in close to Hannibal Smith and speaks softly.
3: Porcupine hair thinks he's the boss. We all know who the real mastermind is here.
2: And Paul Ballard points to himself for a long time as Hannibal just
3: stares at him. It's, uh, It's me. I'm the mastermind. Yep. Well... I'm gonna go stretch. Popolet runs
2: off. Goku turns to the
3: Avengers. (laughs) You should all head for cover. We'll take out the big baddie, okay?
2: Sounds good to us. We have some precious cargo we're hauling. Hanabo looks at Anya's bag. From out of nowhere, a black vine shoots up from the dirt and wraps around Anya's bag. And pulls it. Suddenly, other vines burst forth from the ground and wrap around everyone's legs. We see the bag tunneling towards the crater that the Vegeta landed in yards away. We see that they are standing now. Grab the bag! Pulp alert belly flops into the dirt, nowhere near its location. Uh, Mrs. E fires some spells into the ground, trying to nab it. Hannibal takes the, the rifle at, off of his back, aims it at the Vegeta in the distance, and starts firing. The shots seemingly have no effect.
5: I almost got it!
2: One of Mrs. E's spells lands true, and a spectral rope becomes tethered to the games. Mrs. E has lassoed it. The game bursts from the ground as this tug-of-war happens. I'm tired of this. Give me Zathura. Vegeta emits a pulse of Fjord's fury energy at Mrs. Z, which shatters her magical tether. They pull the game and the bag into themselves. A great burst of black energy explodes from the epicenter of the Vegeta. In a burst, we see twinkles of starlight. No! The vines seem to recede and everyone is freed.
1: Ah, pathetic. Go, you fools. It's our time to put this monstrosity into the ground. Goku Blart gets over here.
2: A looks defeated as she collects herself and looks on at where the Vegeta stands. Hannibal helps
0: her to her feet. He's right, Florence. We need to find Chris.
2: From the sky, we see Louis and Romario and Luigi descending to their location on the back of the reindeer. Other rider, <laughs> other riderless reindeer follow.
1: Hey, they came back to the sleigh. Oh, yes, my babies are so smart. Come here and do them, my little angel.
0: <laughs> Everybody besides Joe, grab a deer and let's fly to the palace. If anything, these human action figures will buy us some time while we find Chris. They all hop on a reindeer and fly
2: towards the palace. Sky Captain follows in his plane. As they fly off, we s- we s- see on the ground Piccolo, Goku, and Blart do the fusion dance <laughs> and form into the Goku Art. <laughs> oh, my God. Which, if I remember correctly, is a DDR dance, correct? <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, three, a three-way a three DDR dance. The Goku Alert flies forward onto the edge of the crater where the Vegeta stands, and the dust settles from them, absorbing Zathura into themselves. They now seem taller and thicker than they were before. Their skin is jet black, and we see veins of white pulsating through their body. The power of the two games has combined successfully. Ha ha ha, this
4: power. Do you know how this feels? What are you doing? You let them get away. Get away you the- must defeat the Avengers. You, you must be- get, uh, They are the
2: retreating. Iy- <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing?
3: Madison is whispering away. Patterson is whispering. What are what you doing? ASMR.
2: I am ASMR.
3: My This is ASMR.
2: This. The rest of the script is going to be read in ASMR. We're all going to talk like this. Here's a crinkly bag.
4: I'm what? Dumb. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What is that? Is someone there? Mm, Who are, we we are, are you? you? We, are you. Here. Here. we are you. We you are you. Are we have them. have them. have them. have them. We are Iron Man. I'll I'll get them. I'll do it. I'm going there right now. Um oh, here we go. Oh boy.
1: Excuse us. You, were you talking, talking to, someone? to
2: someone? Vegeta looks up and sees their combatant.
4: Who is this? What are you? Wait. This host has faced you before. I see their defeat in what is left of their mind that's That's right
1: right. we will will defeat defeat you you again again. you apparently apparently didn't didn't realize (laughs) it was better
2: (laughs) I have a feeling this isn't going to work in the
3: episode
0: (laughs) Daniel we actually also need you to go back and read all these notes again as either Paul Blart or Goku whichever voice you weren't doing the first time (laughs) the exact same tempo I I have a practical pitch I have a I have a practical pitch. What if they trade off sentences? That's good. Uh, Would you like to start, Jackson?
1: Sure. That's right. We
3: will
4: defeat you
1: again. You apparently didn't realize it was better to stay down. We'll be sure to beat into your skull this time.
4: Confidence. A good quality to have. You seem to have many qualities. Hold on one moment.
2: The Vegeta looks into the memories of the original fight in Dragon Ball the Vegeta. Interesting.
4: Interesting. Some sort of fusion of molecules of two or more entities? That's very intriguing. Let's see if I can convince you to teach me how to do that.
3: Ha <laughs> After we're done, there won't be much left in your brain to learn anything.
4: More confidence. What you fail to realize is that you've already lost. Hundreds of vines burst forth from the ground and engulf the
2: Gokular and wrap around each of their limbs and pull them to the ground. That's right, Neil, for me as I gnaw on your brain for a bit. Vegeta walks forward and begins to extend his hand towards Gokulart's head.
3: (laughs) Hmm,
5: so smart, but you just don't know when it's time to split.
1: That's a problem we don't have.
2: Bursting forth from the Gokulart's body are two replications of themselves, free from Vegeta's vines. Mitosis. Interesting. The two replicates charge the Vegeta. One lands a kick under their chin while the other one punches straight into its gut. The original Gokulart uses this moment to break themselves free from their vines and charge forth. Their battle has just begun. That's the ending of part one of Avengers 2 All Together Now. Tune in next time for the eventful conclusion to this harrowing tale. Will the Gokulart defeat the Vegeta? Will the heroes ever find Chris? What are these gifts? All these answers and more. When I say more, I meet even more characters and character voices next time on Avengers 2. All together now.
0: I do want to point out before we continue that Kylie told me that we were still friends after what we did to Dragon Ball canon Um, and when I said that she said that that movie is so buck wild that we didn't do anything that was out of tone for that film and I (laughs) including Paul Blart (laughs) yeah
5: I feel like your version of Paul Blart fits right into the Goku team like (laughs) it's perfect
4: well spoilers he's coming coming
0: down (laughs) Coca <laughs> Lard is coming, coming to, to town. town. <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. No, I
3: hate that. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he knows when the
0: mall's open. Uh, yes. <laughs> he knows when you're unsafe. <laughs> Jeez.